all over the place is back in action how's it going everybody out there in cyberverse martin zamora how are you howdy howdy doing well it's finally christmas time rock your... <laughs> fa la 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 <laughs> that, that that was your cue yeah i i dropped up <laughs> I give you one law. All you needed to do was one law. That's okay. We'll rebound later. We won't even call it a comeback because we've been here for for seconds. So uh, I'm I'm excited now. Um, Thanksgiving's Uh over. It was was fabulous. And uh, now that means that pile of Christmas stuff I've been keeping in the garage rather than put in storage I can actually decorate the house, and then the next step goes to storage. So I'm excited. <laughs> and in a new oh, spot, uh, the, the, so the, this is the new spot, a, a new Christmas location for you now, too, to dig in. Yes. Yes. And we're back to having a high enough ceiling for a big tree this year. So that's good. Ooh. I have one, too, for the first time in forever. So I, I think I've got to go out and actually get myself a, a, a real tree. Really? Wow. None of that. None of that fake business. <laughs> well, because my only decorations, and this is you know the the joys or pitfalls of being a bachelor, depending on how you want to look at it, is the fact that my Christmas decorations, no lights, no nothing anymore. Uh, I've got a this is a, from ground zero up again. Um, the only thing that things that I have kept are my Penn State Santa Claus. In other words, a Santa Claus dress up in a Penn State sweatshirt and a Nittany Lion underneath him and uh, Yukon Cornelius bobblehead. Those are my Christmas oh. decorations. What else so I think a tree need? a tree is necessary. Well, really, yes. What do you want? Well, you need Bumble if you've got Yukon Cornelius, really. You know why? Because bubbles bounce. Bingo. And Mr. Culver, Welcome. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think you should drive up north uh, to the, the Midwestern uh, region and get yourself a Clark Griswold-sized tree just uh, just to kind of announce to the world you're back. I, I think it's not, not a half bad idea, especially considering I, I just hosted a Christmas vacation movie party over at the Majestic Cinemas. Nice. I saw that. Nice cousin, nice cousin Eddie. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, the only, uh, uh, people were reminded. A couple of smart aces had to say, you know, the shoes aren't white. They're, they're a gray. You know, it's the best you can do without ordering, yeah. you know, $50, $75 shoes, which yeah. I'm not going to order for a movie party. But we went to, uh, you know, a nice little thrift store and found these, uh, what, I guess, they're gray. They're, they were slip. They were, to me, they, they reeked of Cousin Eddie. So uh, to the smart aces, I just... I, I, I told them, you know, uh, they, they were white in the 80s. Things, you know, they, they've weathered uh, as best as possible. <laughs> nice. That showed up this morning. And it was also nice enough to, you know, uh, I don't know if you're going to, uh, Beverly D'Angelo showed up at the party too. Oh, wow. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, did awesome. You- it, it was, uh, it, it's, it's a neat little thing, you know, um, and, uh, but uh, unbeknownst to me, I, I I have a uh, a Beverly D'Angelo lookalike in my life now, and I it was a it was a, a surprise and it, it was uh, the little Christmas uh, outfit it, and uh, it fit right in with the party and everyone was just jumped on board and in my ultimate 
fake blondeness, which I've had now since the Fifth Element movie party when I went as Dallas Corbin. I've kept the hair blonde, uh, as I think I may have mentioned on previous shows. Um, but I, I was ditzy enough, and I didn't even figure it out that that's what she had dressed up as for for the party. Oh, I believe the words I'm looking for, for are, I suck. Wow. So, it's yeah. slipping there. I I am. I'm. T- it's. Uh, is this what the fifties is like, Marty? As I get further into them. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. It gets worse. <laughs> I'm in Jim, 40s, this is. What... But I think I might be getting a head start on you. <laughs> was it? Was it? You guys. Had, you know, I, I'm reminded of this. Like uh, people always. The, the, my my recall for all these memories past and uh, all this all this useless trivia I keep in my head. How did, like friends I grew up with, like, how do you remember all this stuff? I said, see, you guys, I don't have kids. They aren't zapping my, my brain energy. Mm. Uh, so that's the excuse I'm going. When I'm not being blonde, that's the excuse I'm going with anyway. So you might be onto something there. I, I might be. So, but hey, I, I want to also uh, thank you guys for last show. I think we, we, we were rolling. We kicked much, much booty on, on the last show. And we're, we're good at sticking under our 30 minutes now. Uh, the, the new compact. Yeah, AOTP for for the the coming 2023. So uh, I want to let's let's jump right in. It's like the producer's here, but she's not. I'm I'm behaving myself tonight. So uh, we talked a little bit at the. Uh, we, we've been wrapping on Christmas movies. I want to I want to circle back to that though. And Jim, I want to I want to put you in the driver's seat for this one because you are our uh, resident cinephile. And uh, Bob Iger, who was the boss at Disney when I worked there way back when in the the early part of the. 21st century uh and i am just i i had an encounter with the guy in the in the company parking lot uh and he has a re, he has i don't know if he still has it but uh, the, marty marty the split coupe corvette first issue oh. first year which if i'm not mistaken that's a 62 split back right uh yeah the split window yeah yes and it was gorgeous, and I, and I just and that's you know a car that's you know been on my radar for a long time. And I just happened to say, "Hey, nice car," and he blew me off. Can you believe that? What that the shot. head of the place blowing blow off the the toady. I know it's, uh, but uh, Bob Iger is back at Disney, but he's back at the helm. And uh, Jim, take us away with that one. Well, first of all, I'm shocked by that story. I mean, Hollywood CEOs are usually such nice people, but uh, anyway, um, so yeah. <laughs> That, that was sarcasm. Just I was I was dissed by the man. Shaka, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's I mean, yeah, big shakeup at Disney. Um, obviously, two things happened. Uh, you know, the first thing that happened was was Bob Iger coming back after two years uh, of his replacement, just absolutely fumbling the ball at every opportunity uh, to turn the company around, uh, which was literally the whole reason that he was brought on board. Um, some, you know, so I've, I've seen rumors that. That Bob, that Bob Iger basically groomed Chapek as his replacement because because he knew he couldn't handle it, and so it was his way to get back in. But um, that's that's rumor, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, two years of, of just yeah. mismanagement at a company that was already in huge trouble, and now they're bringing back their their uh, the, the person who got them down this road to failure in the first place. It's like um, you know the, the the metaphor in my mind is like you know a really bad firefighter comes in and see and sees. Um, uh, you know, a building on fire. And so they, they call the, the arsonist that started it to fix it. And the guy shows up with a, you know, some gasoline to throw on the fire and they say, all right, go for it. You know, just completely, just ridiculous bringing the same back, the same person that, that kind of messed things up in the first place. 
and uh, so, I mean, you know, Tiger's credit, he was he was the guy that got Disney started on on you know in the 21st century to being hugely popular i mean he's responsible for the mcu for disney star wars for 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 pixar and everything it's done all the all that money that at lucasfilm you know all these acquisitions that brought in all this money for disney uh so for a long time it worked but you know he just he just completely bought into this wokeness and he led all of these franchises that should have been for a while where everyone was liking and that should have been just the, the, the absolute pinnacle of entertainment for the last 10 years, just completely sour and go woke. And people are just abandoning, abandoning them in droves. And you look at the box office numbers and you can see it compared to even a few years ago, how, how these, you know, these Disney led movies are doing financially. Uh, I mean, you know, star Wars isn't even they're They aren't even trying to make new star Wars movies. They're just making shows now. Uh, the MCU is flailing at best. Uh, you know, these, all these, all these movies that came out, you know, the Dr. Strange and, and uh, Black Panther 2 and, and Thor and all these movies are, nobody likes them. Almost no one likes them. And they're, they're barely eking out a profit compared to being billion dollar profit makers just a couple of years ago. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing how badly he's 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 driven that com- that that company into a ditch, and Chapek just had no idea what he was doing. So now they're bringing back the person that screwed everything up in the first place. So uh, it doesn't well, bode well. I will say that uh, I think uh, he, <laughs> I mean, he kicked off this whole woke thing. Uh, you know, he, he was he was a Hillary supporter, or whatever, and I don't really care too much about that until it started affecting his movies. And, but the thing that really about, about him that really bothered me is that he was completely against uh, George Lucas having anything to do with it, even after um, the Ray movie, we'll call it. (laughs) Uh, He he had an opportunity to maybe olive branch that and see if they can't salvage something together. And I, no, 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 we're not doing any of that. Uh, not that I, I don't know if it would have helped or not, but, you know, <laughs> it didn't go well. So how could it be worse? Well, yeah, and, Disney is uh, – go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, in, in that defense, I mean, George Lucas, you sell the rights. Sorry. I mean, unless it was worked into his deal that he gets to have uh, some creative say, fine. But otherwise, well, George, sorry, you're done. No, I don't mean that. I mean uh, asking him to help because <laughs> it, it wasn't going well. It isn't going well. Not in defense of Lucas, just uh, like, hey, uh, that didn't work at all. Uh, let's, oh, okay, I, I see what you mean. Okay, I, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he deserves to be let back in or any of that. No, I'm saying like maybe he could have helped a little. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, considering how the prequels went, I, I don't know if you, you want uh, Mr. Jar Jar Binks back in or not. Well, no, but uh, I will say that uh, as, as as much as people didn't like the prequels, uh, they really uh, didn't like, you know, The Last Jedi. Um, oh, it's kind of, I, that, that I, is an excellent yeah, point. And that, you know, you're kind of pining for Jar Jar Binks when, when they've driven it further off the cliff with... Uh, Sure, sure. And, and I'll just, I'll be honest, I liked it. It was Star Wars. Uh, there were things I didn't like, and those are the things I just glossed over, and I let myself enjoy it. 
So you have you, know. a, you have a constitution that I that I do not have, sir. I I, I tip my hat to you for that. Um, I I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't say Lucas was banging on the door to get back in, but I but they I know they did. Uh, John Favreau did bring him on as a consultant on the Mandalorian, which is basically the only Star Wars property that that everyone uh, that's it's popular and it's basically kept the franchise and Disney Plus afloat all this time. Uh, you know, which oh, Lucas was a consultant on that. I didn't know that he was. Yeah. Yeah. If ever brought him on and basically had him. Okay. A lot of things on there. Uh, a lot of the elements, uh, that, that makes total sense since, I mean, the, at least the first season and the second season too, but does it the first season of Mandalorian that, that reeked of original star Wars. Sure. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, there were a lot of, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, I was going to say there were a lot of apparently a lot of fights between Favreau and, and Kathleen Kennedy uh, over the direction of the Mandalorian. And, and in fact, she he had to he had to fight to bring on baby Yoda, which she did absolutely did not want uh, because she didn't want there to be a, a family aspect to this. It had to be all about, you know, you know, empowerment and all the usual stuff that she cares about. So which which ended up being the most popular thing on uh, pretty much the most popular thing in Star Wars for the last 20 years, at least. And uh, but but that, you know but that that was basically John Favreau and George Lucas working together to create something that that people actually liked on that show. And I figured that was all Favreau since you know he he's of, of the proper age you know that grew up with that stuff and he was able to pay a proper tribute to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, well, yeah. He had an amazing vision on that show. The way he combined uh you know the, you know these these western and samurai aesthetics and brought them into this uh, this bounty hunter show in the star wars universe was incredible but we really haven't seen anything on that level of creativity since then and, and it hit me you know you bring up kathleen kennedy and therein lies the the biggest rub with all of this it's kathleen kennedy who was you know the co-steering wheel along with Iger to drive the disney franchises into the ditch but uh and but the irony in that she wanted the female empowerment and then the most uh, you know popular of the females on the Mandalorian, Gina Carano's character, and now she's gone. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, the old social justice totally yeah. bowl and she got knocked off it. And I do remember a certain uh, heroine, we'll call it, it's, a, it's such a weird name, it's such a weird word, heroine, uh, who was very powerful without being a pain in the ass. Uh, Anybody remember Leah? You know, like <laughs> they were able to have a super badass person, regardless of gender, who went out and was badass without being a pain in the ass. And oh, yeah. even when she was old, what, what, she was what are you talking about? Ray Ray is the first female in the Star Wars universe to show any any sense of power. You didn't know well, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But she didn't show uh, any sense of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we can go to this, a lot of the script in the the original Star Wars or Star Wars: A New Hope, as it's. Hey, uh, uh, real you know. quick, uh, real quick, Jim, uh, wh- what did you think of uh, the the you know the the next the third one you know the the Obi Wan rise rise uh oh the Obi Wan show no no the, the show yeah. Uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker, is that what you're talking about? No, no, the oh, show. Oh, no, 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 the, the Obi-Wan uh, series on, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I actually haven't seen that one. I've heard it's I've heard it's really not very well made. 
Uh, but I've heard it does have some some interesting elements uh, that it brought that it brings back uh, Darth Vader and some other characters and really uh, you know gives gives the fans something to to cheer about for the first time in quite a while with with those kind of inclusions. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it, it was uh, it, it certainly gained momentum as we went along. Uh, but I will say this: uh, it, it's a, it's probably about halfway. About halfway between Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, <laughs> uh, and Boba Fett was a bummer. <laughs> well, you you didn't uh, you didn't get into a show that had him in a Bacta bath for a lot of the action. Yeah, <laughs> there was parts. I mean, I'll admit there's parts of it I liked, but there were several uh, parts. But yeah, ultimately, uh, you're right. It, it was a bummer, and yeah, just like lifeless it, it, it kind of reminded me of morbius i've never met a uh, an origin story that was more more blah oh i struggled to stay awake <laughs> but that that's a fox one well, fox property that's now a disney property so i guess it's fitting right in um yeah morbius felt like the uh the most popular superhero movie of 1998 <laughs> <laughs> wait did, did we was that just a, a uh an electronic but ching I, I like so. yeah. whatever that was. I liked it. Did our producer do that? No, that was that was my phone getting a. That was you. Getting, oh. a, <laughs> kudos to the phone. Uh, I was hoping that every time I made a joke, that. somebody would spontaneously do that. But anyway, <laughs> well, our, the sound effects buttons here on on the uh, the my my caddy here is uh, in the studio haven't worked, so I, I can't say it was that. But uh, just very, very quickly with with the Star Wars, you know, well, it's not Star Wars and the Disney stuff. Uh, Quick shout out to our, our old buddy Kit from over the Threadonia days. He is going Gaga over Andor. And have either of you guys started that one yet? Because I've been avoiding all this stuff based off of you know just the diminishing returns, uh, and 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 show solidarity with what what was done to Carano. I'm just not caring what goes on in the, in the D- Disney Star Wars universe anymore. Well, uh, I uh, I haven't started it, but I I am going to for sure. Um, uh, look, Eric. Yeah. Let's face it. You were out at Ewoks. No, but I came back with with Mandalorian. I I did. Look, I won't deny it. I, oh, actually, I'll go back even further. I was back with, uh, as I blank. Uh, oh, geez, the one with the where the uh, the his, his name is Darth. Vader. Now, well, it was the first one of the Disney Prime. It was the first. It was the standalone. That it was the Disney movie, and why I'm blanking now is beyond me. It, because here we go back to the old guy stuff, uh, <laughs> as we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, oh my gosh, uh, where, where they discovered the Death Star plans and Rogue One. Thank Rogue you. One. Yeah, I liked it so much. I blank on the name of it, but that was a great movie. And and Disney, as far as I'm concerned, started strong. Then, of course, we go to Solo, and just been downhill ever since with things but uh but you know but back to Iger before we move on to our favorite christmas our favorite lesser known christmas movies um do i guess what, what jim what would his first order of business be now, now that you know what, what now that the mcu has already announced that they've got uh the next two big things coming with kang and uh what's the other one they've got coming up oh uh civil war not civil war uh Secret Wars. Secret Wars. 
So uh, uh, where, where does the Bob Iger imprint begin? Well, I mean, the first thing he's, he's done is started firing all the, the Bob Chapek loyalists and taking, taking over as, as far as making sure everybody's following him. But, it, but if you mean creatively, it's, it's hard to say because everything's in a rut right now. Uh, their, their, their cartoon division is just absolutely doing absolutely horrible. They've had two gigantic bombs this year. Uh, uh, Lightyear and um, the one that just came out, Strange World. You know these two really just generic-looking sci-fi movies with full of full of woke stuff that nobody liked and nobody wanted to see, and they just they just two of the biggest bombs in Disney history. And I'm there is visceral hatred towards Strange World that I'm seeing from people that who normally will accept anything from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> The brand is just so tarnished at this point by this by this stuff. Like nobody wanted to wants to see this stuff anymore. So I mean, I think their their animation department is is toast at least for the foreseeable future. I mean, they're going to keep making these 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 lame remakes of their of their classics. Uh, I saw I saw Pinocchio and over the summer and it was horrible. Even with with Tom Cruise, it was absolutely awful. And uh, just I mean, just creatively bankrupt. And uh, so, I mean, I don't think they're going to have any really successful animation stories anytime soon. Uh, you know, Kevin Feige is doing his thing with, with, um, with the MCU. I think that's going to be a bit of a course correction compared to this, these last ones. Because, if you know, you look ahead at these movies, other than the, the Marvels, which is the big Captain Marvel uh, team-up movie, that's mm-hmm. the only one that looks really open, like, like openly woke. The rest of them have male heroes. Uh, they look they seem more like traditional stories. Uh, you know, you've got Ant-Man, Star-Lord, Blade, uh, all these, all these, you know, more traditional male heroes. And I'm sure they'll do little things to, to, uh, to, uh, sublimate their power throughout the movie, but, um, it definitely feels like a bit of a course correction compared to what we've seen for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, well, on behalf of all of my former employees and friends who still work for Disney, I hope something works out for them but if you're just going to keep churning up more of the same well you, you get what's coming to you yep and, 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 and by the way i can I express my disappointment that only one blogger that i've seen has come has has thought to to uh describe this situation as the Iger sanction <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know how that didn't become more popular but anyway me likey yeah. me likey he, he and is, uh, uh in this in, in that he wants well, to stay out of political controversies. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Well, p- pivoting back to uh, the Christmas movies and the Christmas vacation movie party that I just said, I, I learned from uh, one of my co-hosts that uh, Christmas vacation and Elf are both being put on moratorium for holiday films starting next year. What? Yep, and uh, I don't know what the the rationale. Well, uh, well, it's it's Disney, so you know it's uh, or Fox properties. Well, no, I take it back. Christmas Vacation is a Warner film, so I, I don't know why that one's being put on moratorium. But maybe uh, absence makes a heart grow fonder. They bring it back, and it's I, I don't know, but I uh, I do know that more love needs to be given to my favorite Christmas movie, and that would be The Ref. Starring Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis, and I, I think wow. that's one that that jumped out at me when it first came out back in the early '90s, and directed by Ted Demi um, of, of the Jonathan Demi uh, 
family reach and i it's just deliciously wicked i i you know it came out yeah 1994 is when that one came out and it's got a good redemptive uh, message it's got it's got it's got the right christmas elements it's got dennis leary at his peak and and maybe it's not getting as much love because kevin spacey is in it and we're not allowed to like his movies and we've got to we've got to write him out We've got to cancel well, uh, him, I guess. And also, fuck Michael Jackson, but I don't know what to say about his music. It's brilliant. I, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, yeah. I heard Dennis Leary say one time that, that that's a remake or a, or a, a homage to an older movie. Hmm. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that as well. And But I, I the, the movie itself the, upon which it is based, I don't remember. I'm not sure, sure I don't I, 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 of all things. Well, what what about you guys? What, what what's on your list of the non-traditional? I well, not non-traditional, but the, the lesser-known Christmas movies that, that that are go-tos for you guys this time of year. Let her rip, Jim. You go first, Marty. All right, all right. Go ahead. So, so for me, it comes back to you know the question of like, is it a so we're talking, is it a Christmas movie or is it a movie set at Christmas? You know, that's always the eternal debate, especially when it comes to something like Die Hard. But, um, but so we have a I've definitive got... answer now with Die Hard because one of the one of the Willis daughters did indeed say that it was. Ah, well, you know, that's fair enough. <laughs> that must uh, make it so. <laughs> come on, you're, you're not going to trust rumor, Willis. Just saying. It's just a rumor. Uh, okay, so. Okay, so if we're gonna go with with Christmas themed movies, I'm gonna have two picks. If you're if you're gonna go with with Christmas themed movies, then I'm gonna say my pick would be a movie that came out uh, a few years ago called The Man Who Invented Christmas. It's a it's a British movie about uh, Charles Dickens and he uh, and his how how he came about writing uh, uh, a Christmas Carol, and it's it's really good. It's really entertaining. Uh, somehow it flew under the radar when it came out. I thought it was going to be a big Christmas hit, but most people didn't go see it. Uh, it's got the late Christopher Plummer as, as Scrooge. Basically, as he's writing the story, all the characters kind of literally come alive and talk to him. It's, it's really imaginative and, and a fun movie. So, and that's the man who invented Christmas. Yes. Okay. So if you get, if you get the chance to check that one out, it's, I think, I think it should be a, a Christmas classic, but it seems to, it seems to be uh, kind of off the radar right now. So. Um, my, my other pick, what's that? Sorry, go ahead. No, I'll I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check that out. Sounds good. So my other pick as a, a a highly underrated movie, very entertaining movie that, that takes place at Christmas, kind of like Die Hard, uh, but isn't really a Christmas movie per se, uh, in that it isn't about Christmas. Uh, it's a movie that came out about 10, 15 years ago, um, called The Ice Harvest. And it's it's a oh, movie. Is that the one with Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's this really, really entertaining dark comedy, and most people haven't even heard of it, which which blows my mind because it was so good and had a, had a lot of famous actors. And John uh, Cusack, and right? Yeah, it's got John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton as these two uh, these two kind of kind of mob businessmen and and lawyers. These kind of yeah, I, I, guys I, I like. I remember liking that one absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're like these mob guys that live out in, in Kansas. And uh, uh, Randy Quaid, by the way, plays the mob boss, which I, I can only assume because he was in Christmas Vacation. That's why they did that. But he's he's very entertaining as a mob boss. Uh, but they basically rob their 
rob their boss right before Christmas. And then they have to spend the Christmas holiday waiting for this ice storm in their town to die down so they can escape. And um, it's, it's just a really entertaining uh, dark comedy. It's, it's got a really uh, kind of a warped, cynical view of the world. These two guys are just complete scumbags and they just are, they just don't really care about anything. And uh, they have a really like, like cynical view of the world. And uh, there really isn't a whole lot of redemption because it's basically just a dark comedy with some film noir elements. But, uh, but the fact that it's set at Christmas time is, is just perfect. And it's just, it's just a really good movie that kind of fell through the cracks. And uh, so I would highly recommend that as, as a, as a Christmas time movie, shall we say. I, and I will second yeah. that one. I, and, and now I Marty, to, your, 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 your Christmas or your, your holiday season. All right. So, uh, Lester known. so there's three, but the first one we don't need to talk about. I just want to say that. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is the greatest Christmas movie ever made, and there's no debating, and that's that. That's Rankin-Bass, um, and I will not argue with you. No, so, not at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, Burl Ives. And, anyway, so the uh, uh, first one is uh, kind of an obvious one everyone liked, uh, Trading Places. Not so obvious Christmas, but it was Christmas time. Great, 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 great movie. One of my favorite comedies. Well, you're you're a karate man. You 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 bleed on the inside. <laughs> I mean that that cast is I mean, wah, perfect. I mean, really, really good. Yeah, all I, I can say in your recommendation is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> him. Uh, uh, Tits McGee got her her really got recognized there as a quality actor, and uh, I mean, I, I just I loved it. I, I thought it was hilarious and. Uh, you know, very good. And it's also an homage to uh, what you call it. Anyway. Um, and now here's one you guys are all going to boo and hiss and hate because of <laughs> old brother Ben. Uh, Reindeer Games. Reindeer Games is is not a bad film. I'm not going to say it's a classic, but I will say it is definitely an enjoyable watch. I'm with you that far. Uh, it was yeah, I liked Reindeer Games. It was it was entertaining as a, a kind of a, a goofy popcorn movie. Yep, and I mean it had. Uh, I mean it, it was a great setup, you know, like a really odd place to make a movie or to to have a movie centered around, and uh, I, the cast was. I mean Ben Affleck. I mean he's been good in some stuff. I don't hate. I don't hate Ben Affleck. I got, I got no beef with Ben, and let's face it, he was the bomb in Reindeer Games. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and then the whole you know the whole twist, which uh, you, you started to see coming, but you know, it was still good. You know, good little good little twist, just you know, not completely your average. You know, just the guy turns into the hero kind of thing. Just it was good. Plus, Ron Jeremy was in it, so there you go. Well, not just Ron Jeremy. You've got Charlize Theron. You've got Gary Sinise, Danny Trejo, Danelle Logue, and rest in peace, Mr. Chicago himself, fuck you fuckballs, Dennis Farina. <laughs> it was go. a great cast. Can I tell a, a story about that movie real quick? Well, let, let's see if, if the producer's nudging me to wrap this thing up. I say go for it. Let's do it. Okay. Go I'll tell it real quick. So... 
Uh, this is a, so a story I heard about this. So originally, it wasn't going to be Ben Affleck in the the lead of that movie. It was going to be Vin Diesel, and he was just getting famous coming off of Saving Private Ryan at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the so the director on that is the legendary John Frankenheimer. So Vin Diesel came on set and started throwing his ego around because he, you know he'd been telling everybody he was going to be the next big thing and just acting like Mister Mister Big Shit on the on the set and making all these demands and script changes. And John Frankenheimer. Who was, who was, of course, at that point was a legend, just kicked his ass off the set and said, nope, you're out of here. He just had no patience for that and brought on, brought on Affleck to replace him at the last minute. So that's, that, that's the only reason that is not a Vin Diesel movie to this day is, is he, uh, Vin Diesel bumped into a director that, that actually could, could handle his ego. Thank, thank you, Vinny. Thank Do you, Vinny. Much better without him. Despite the huge mishap that was the island of Dr. Moreau, do not mess with John Frankenheimer. Oh, yeah. Just had to bring that oh, movie up. Now, now we all want to vomit like it was the worst eggnog in the world. And, and although it was not a Christmas movie, I'm because I cannot say Christmas without saying it like it was, it was uttered so, so well by Ricky's mom. Christmas. Better off dead. Christmas. <laughs> and on that note, folks, all over the place, episode 115, the fa-la-la-la-la freestyle. We're going to wrap it up with that one. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Bob Iger, in, out, indifferent, you know what? Anyway, Disney, next next, next next move is yours, gang. Yep. And get out there. Let, let's see our, see the Christmas movies that, that Jim recommended, the man, the man who invented Christmas. And, uh, and as always, like Marty mentioned, Never lose lose uh, lose touch with the Rankin Bass movies that we all grew up watching, and uh, just can, can now get anywhere on the streaming services. Well, if you're a Disney subscriber, right? But anyway, find those, get them on DVD, old school at DVD of that stuff. So, and uh, we will be listening to y'all next week here on All Over the Place, gentlemen. Thanks a lot. We'll talk. We'll talk to you guys soon. Good night. Good night.